and welcome into the Nick State of Mind podcast. We got a full house for the episode today. I'm Matt Castillo here with Danny Small, Chip Murphy, and Colin Loring. Uh, this is a, this is going to be a fun show. First off, I haven't seen or talked to Colin in like forever. I'm, I'm serious. It's probably been over like a year and a half since the last time I, I got a chance to talk to Colin. So Colin, it's just good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Uh, I'm good, man. It's good to see you as well. It, uh, I would, I would safely say a year and a half, you know, if not more, um, you know, a little disappointing, you know, Chip was around, so, you know, would have appreciated the occasional sighting, but, uh, Hey, you know, we'll build on it. You know, we'll get that trust back. Absolutely. But you know what? It's a good episode. The Knicks have won eight in a row. I don't know the last time the Knicks have won eight in a row. I don't have any cool stats for you to break that out. I'm sure maybe one of you, you do. Um, you know, when this win streak started, I was just thrilled. We won like four in a row, like five in a row. I was like, that's cool. That's a good thing. It's eight wins in a row and some big wins. Of course, beating the Hawks uh, last night was sole possession of fourth place. You woke up this morning. You saw the Knicks in fourth place. If you're not a Knicks fan, you're probably thinking that was an error. It's not. The Knicks are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, and that's what we're going to talk about is, is this win streak. And starting with uh, Danny, I want to get your thoughts on it because I haven't I haven't seen you in a while either, Danny. It's good to see you. Too, as well. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. back. We're back now. That's that's awesome. I'm loving I'm loving this already. The energy's here. The you excitement's know, here. Ready to go. Let's let's talk about this win streak, Danny. Just to, the, over the last eight games, hasn't this just been so damn beautiful to watch the New York Knicks play basketball? Well, I think the one thing, and this is something like I think a lot of Knicks fans and me as someone who, you know, covers the team, watches every game, have wanted for a long time, is they're just fun. Like, they're just yeah. fun team to watch. They're not they're not one of these teams that scores a million points, so the games are up and down, so the games are fun because of that. That's not it. They're fun because they play hard. They play for each other. They play good defense. They play in a lot of close games where now you're starting to see they're getting over the hump in these close games where – three weeks, four weeks ago, a month and a half ago, how many times did we see them lose these close games at the end? Because, you know, the other superstar just took over a little bit more than, uh, than Julius Randle did down the stretch. And now you got Julius Randle, who is all NBA conversation. You got Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year. You got the Knicks going for home court advantage. Just a lot of fun watching them. There's something, something about them. They just have a really, really good energy right now. Oh, I'll, I'll say the most fun of from this, this, this win streak is just as we're getting closer, right? I think, I think yesterday said we got about 12 games left and before the win streak kind of started, you know, we, we lost, we dropped a couple of close ones, right? We had some big leads in games that the games kind of just slipped and got away from us. And I, I it's just like, for me, it's been so long since we've been in this position that we're actually competing for something. We, we're having an opportunity to play for a playoff position. And it's like, anytime we go on a losing streak, I start like getting nervous, just naturally, just like, Oh God, please don't drop off, you know? And just to kind of see that how big this win streak was 
because we talked about it really once the second half of the schedule came out, something that we, we have seen the last six games of the season are not easy games by any stretch. It's a West Coast trip. You're playing some of the top elite teams out West. That's a brutal stretch of games. And just to know that, you know, we have been playing well here and, and kind of established a little bit of a cushion for ourselves. That's, that's what's been most exciting for me, knowing what's coming up. But, you know, right now, the way they're playing, I feel like they, they compete and, and can play with anybody. Even with this, this game's coming up, I was looking at that stretch of schedule going like, ah, if we can win like one or two of those games, I mean, hopefully that's enough to kind of hang on at the end. You know, and now because we're playing this well and have kind of pushed ourselves up to the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference, that that's not on the back of my mind. I don't know if you guys feel that same way. I'm just curious to see how you guys think. You know, Chip, would you would you you see what I'm saying here? Like I was really worried about how they were going into that final like six games of this this last stretch of games. Like, is it one of those things where we're gonna have to go four and two somehow to avoid maybe even just the playing games? You know, I, I feel like we have established a little bit of cushion for ourselves uh, where it makes me not panic as much with that that brutal stretch of the season coming up. But do you, do you see what I'm saying here, Chip? Do you feel the same way about this? Yeah, they're competitive in every single game. Yeah, they – I uh, the last time I really remember them getting crushed was the Milwaukee game after the all-star break. And I mean, that was right after the all-star break. So that's a little fluky. And obviously, you know, Milwaukee's Milwaukee, they're a championship contender. So there's that, but yeah, they, that has rarely happened all year long where they've just been overwhelmed and gotten blown out and looked just over underprepared for a game. So I, yeah, I feel like they can complete compete against anybody, no matter who it is. And yeah, I trust them for that. And yeah, can I, I would, nitpick. Can I nitpick? Go ahead. I just because you say it and the thought comes to my mind. Can we put away the championship contender talk for a team that has yet to reach even the conference finals? Did I say championship contender? You did, and I'm not targeting you specifically. I was. I was you just, just happened to bring it to my attention. It's just the we're same. Just saying, we're I contender. You know what I mean. We're talking about a team, well, and I'm just saying in Milwaukee. I think Giannis has been very good, and he won back-to-back MVPs. But I think we almost even got away ahead of ourselves, excuse me, with the Bucks in the sense that they've been so good, and what has that gotten them? Right. Well, right. they haven't, haven't – they've, they've been to a conference finals. No, the year before it was uh, Boston and Miami, correct? But didn't they, didn't they lose to uh, – they lost to Toronto in the conference finals when Toronto won? No, I believe that was Toronto and Philadelphia, and then Toronto, no, Toronto. beat Philly. Because Toronto, Toronto beat Philly on Kawhi's shot. Milwaukee yeah. beat Boston, then Milwaukee lost. Okay, Carolina. nonetheless. But I, I'm, I'll back up Chip. My point is, is what, 60% correct. What Chip's saying, well, I agree with Chip. There's only three teams I think can win a championship in the Eastern Conference, and that's Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. Those are the only three teams I think can make it out. Um, yeah. Maybe the Heat, if they get going like they did last year, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put them in that, that, that category was, with those I three. I think right the now. Heat will do something that surprises us. Um, yeah, or, or at I, least I'm, the general fan base. I think the they're yeah, the general I, I vibe between them, the four of us is that I've they can lock in and pocket. they can win basketball games. Yeah, I've got them in my back pocket as a team like that could be a little dangerous because we, you know, we saw what they did last year. But I think right now, Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn have 
separated themselves from everybody else. Just based my on, on it. Based on what? That the Heat are going to do something special just because they're the Heat? Are we saying this? Well, I'm saying it because they went to the finals well, last because year. Because unlike the Milwaukee were, Bucks, who are a championship contender, the Miami Heat were actually in the finals last year. Yeah, but look at how they've looked this year. That's that's why I'm not completely ruling them out, but I'm also not saying like they're a finals contender. Yeah, just we're, saying, we're like, acknowledging that the Heat are know. not good, or they at least haven't been great. But we're also like, hey, any team removed a year from the finals that hasn't lost any major pieces, which you guys know me, I'm, I'm big on the Kelly Olenek piece, but – Obviously, you're going to still count on them to do something in the playoffs. Like, I don't think – and it is Miami at the end of the day. Yeah, they get the the Spo-Pat Riley bump. I get that. And well, Budenholzer is a regular season – he's the Mike D'Antoni, the modern-day Mike D'Antoni. So I get I'm, that. All right, well, we're, we're kind of going off the rails here, but I have a Knicks question that kind of – Well, what's new about that, Danny? That's what we do. Um, yeah. Oh no. That, <laughs> trust me. I'm I'm all about going off the rails. That's like my favorite thing. But um, so, where do you guys think the Knicks? Like, where? Like, what's the furthest they they can go this year? They beat everybody in five. Okay. Name a team. Tell do me a team right now. Did pretty much last year. Lakers in five. Name yeah. another team. Brooklyn in five. Name another team. You're right. The Brooklyn Nets would win I've that series. Just yeah, games. Would, <laughs> that was very well said, Matt. Very well said. Uh, of course, I'm kidding. Okay. Danny, I think, and, I, and not to just throw your question out the window, but I think before you can answer that, where does the win streak stop? Well, I, I, all right. If somebody else wants to jump in, go for it. But my two cents is I don't know when it will stop, but I don't think it'll be enough to get that three seed from Milwaukee. Yeah, I I, I, I I know fans were talking about that today uh, of like, man, I'm greedy. I want I want to push for that 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 third spot. It I don't no expectations of that. Shoot, if we finish tough in the top six of this, I'd be thrilled because again, I thought this team was going to win 21 games this whole year. I mean, I, I, I Matt, I'd go ahead and, and purchase your fireworks. Uh, I think you're going to be pretty happy with how things end up if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Shoot, if we're in, like, I, it started off like, let's just make the playing game, right? That would be cool. But I'm getting a little greedy myself where I'm thinking, no, I don't want any part of the playing game. I want to be in the first round guaranteed. And, and I mean, there's still 11 games left or so. Some, you know, it, it, one bad week, as tight as things are, we can be flying back the other direction. It can happen just like that, despite this eight-game win streak. That's just reality. The standings are tight. And it could be just one week that can cost you. So there, there's still some to do here. But man, I, I I would I would love to be. I'll take anywhere from four, five, and six at this point. I'd be thrilled to avoid those kind of playing game situations. But at the end of the day, I really can't complain because again, I had this team winning 21 games. I mean, they exceeded my expectations. They exceeded. I want to say probably everybody's expectations. Nobody thought this team was going to be at some point this late into the season, the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. No, nobody's seen that coming. So, I mean, they're on this win streak now. I mean, look, uh, we haven't played well in our division. We have two wins inside our division all year. Uh, and, you know, one of those wins did come against the Raptors. I know we play them on on Saturday. Um but it's something that we're not really taking care of business with our teams in our division. And 
I don't – the win streak can certainly can in Saturday. I mean, I think it's a winnable game, but at the same time, uh, it just, it's just one of those things. We'll, we'll see. So when's the win streak going to end? I, I don't know. I'm just enjoying life right now. Uh, that just, <laughs> that's just real. I'm just having fun. I, I mean, I'm telling you. like, Yeah, you know, we are recording this on Thursday, so I guess yeah, yeah. putting too much pressure on Matt. He's still enjoying still the, the graces like, of yeah, what is an eight-game win streak. That's um, big for me. Yeah. This doesn't four, happen often. Four, is five, six. Like? Yeah. I could care less. Uh, I come from the same vein in every single matchup that we could have is that we're going to win two playoff games. One of them is going to be Julius Randle. The other one's going to be our defense. Uh, if that's Milwaukee, if that's Philly, if that's Brooklyn. Yeah, I do think that we would beat or we would win two games against Brooklyn in a series. Um, with the Hawks or, you know, one of the more bottom teams, it'd be interesting. But I don't think – I think the ceiling for the team is first round out, which is fine. Um, Again, as Matt says, we weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. We weren't supposed to be here. We weren't supposed to have home court advantage if that's what it ends up. Uh, but anything else beyond that is just is just bonus. Danny, before I say what I want to say, what what do you what do you got on uh, Collins Brooklyn? I was, I was just giving the, the thumbs down to to Brooklyn <laughs> series going six games. It'll be a gentleman's sweep or a regular or just a sweep. As, the, oh my ass! Let me let me preface it. if if Harden. I'm sorry. This is a professional Harden, podcast. Durant I need to let me put myself back together. Yeah, if Harden, Durant, and Kyrie are playing, the Knicks are getting swept or stealing one game by the skin of their teeth. They're they're going to get rolled by. I'll both. bet you the skin but, of my <laughs> teeth. It goes six. What I will seven is a fucking nail biter. I I disagree with you, Colin. I think their ceiling is winning a playoff series. Just so this because, is interesting because I feel like you can't have it both ways, but go on. Well, no, I, I think if they get in that four or five series, I think they can beat – if they're home, that's a huge advantage. But even if they're the five seed, they can beat anyone in that four or five matchup, I think. I think that's those, – those series against Hornets, uh, Celtics, Hawks, um, and Heat, the, any of four of those teams, I think it's a, basically a toss-up. But if they get that six seed or the playing tournament and they're playing one of the big three – then I think they're in trouble. So that I think the first round matchup is is heavily dependent on where I see the Knicks going in the playoffs. So I do just want to clarify, uh, Danny, it's April 22nd. It's not March anymore. It's April 22nd, okay? Uh, how many games have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving played together? I, we, Which one of those guys is out think- indefinitely? Which one of those guys is about to come back from an injury? I don't think it, I don't think it matters that much. It like, does though. And that, it, that's the problem is that it does matter. Cause you know what? The, the people, the like, reason the Knicks have been good this year and you've watched every game the same as me is because they have been a cohesive unit on both ends of the floor. Even if the offense hasn't been pretty, they know what's, they have a feel for each other and they have a feel for this team. That is their calling card. That's their strong suit right now alongside their defense. And with both those things gelling and in their favor, Brooklyn cannot defend. I don't care. All that Kevin all Durant. Time, yeah, I, I like I like Julius Randle on Kevin Durant. All, all I don't that care. stuff. All that stuff. They could score whenever they want to. Playing together, you know, knowing chemistry, all that stuff is great. But the NBA is about talent. The teams with the most talent win. And if, if you're gonna say, mm-hmm. and I know, see, that's bullshit. You disagree I disagree with yes, the NBA being about people, talent. People yeah, will that's say, bullshit. I mean, in a seven-game oh, series, talent's gonna win out. People are saying, look at the Clippers from last. Talent's gonna win out, but it's not gonna be four-one. Yeah, 
they it's the three of them are playing. The Knicks are not going to be able to slow them down. Uh, I agree with way the too much offense. Are we arguing over one game now? My ass. Five yeah. or six. And of just, I want to just throw this point in. A lot of people have like made that connection. Like, well, the Clippers did the same thing last year and look at them. They lost to, you know, they lost to the, uh, to the Nuggets. Oh God, that's the Clippers. Terrible don't comparison. Anywhere near as much talent as the Nets do in that big. I don't know anything about that. What I do know is that there. you've and got Kyrie Irving. Your point. I'm just yeah. saying like, I've seen that point out there, but you yeah. know, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, that's, you know, basically a one for one. You would say those two guys are kind of on the same level. Then you go Paul George and then James Harden. I think most people would take Harden, but would recognize that, you know, Paul George is a pretty good player too. But then after that, I mean, Kyrie is 10 times better than Lou Williams or Montrez or like whoever their third was. So that's just my take on the Nets is like, they just have so much talent when they're all there. It's going to be impossible. Danny has to say this stuff because he does cover the team on a professional basis. So I'm going to let it slide for now. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling all three of you, and you're all looking at me. New York gets matched up in a series with Brooklyn in the first round. Now, I'm not saying the second round. The second round is different, right? And I don't know the logistics of it with the bracket. Brackets aren't my thing. I don't know if that's possible, right? Why would but it be they, different in the second round? Because if the Knicks have to go through a series, they win a series, and then they get matched up with Brooklyn. That's where those great teams escalate and take it up to the next notch. I'm talking about a Brooklyn Nets team that is going to be so freshly put together with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. That I'm telling you. Just based on what I've seen from Brooklyn this year, and again, Danny, you may have watched more Nets games than me. From what I've seen this year and from what I've seen from the Nets teams that I've watched in the past that are at least comparable by a slim margin, I do not think that they are going to get out of the first round of the playoffs without scratches on them. And I think the Knicks are the best team to give them the most blows. Okay. I'm, I do disagree with you, but I definitely see your logic there. I, I think that what you say makes sense. That's why I say the first round, right? Because yeah, the second yeah, round, exactly. have they played a whole series together? Have they kind of gotten over this hump where it's like this whole thing, It's there's there's a certain yeah. tension that builds up, right, where it's like, okay, they're back now. What are they going to be? They get through a series, then they're in the second round. The Knicks also just got out of a series, presumably in seven games, and they have to play the Nets. Yeah, that's 4-1, maybe 4-0, right? But it's a different thing when you have to play them in the first round, which is, you know, how many days away. Okay, that's fair enough. I rarely get very passionate about Knicks takes, but I think we do need to put some respect on what the defense is doing this year. Maybe it's a gentleman's sweep and I end up wrong at the end of the day, but I feel pretty good about two games. Like I would put, I would put money on that. You rarely get very passionate about Knicks takes. I think I disagree with that. <laughs> I generally separate emotion. And, and You try. Emotion. Yeah. You do a good job of that. I'm, I'm joking around. The Re- Reggie Bullock is a rare exception. Yeah, well, you know what? And Reggie Bullock is also cashing out. So if that's the only other example we got, then I feel pretty good about the Nets-Knicks matchup. Taj Gibson, too. 35 oh. years old. Looks like he's on PEDs. Next. <laughs> hey. Shh, shh. I'll, I'll <laughs> Literally, I'm like, why does everybody keep saying that? Like, that we're going to get the random drug test notification. Emmanuel Moutier. Now. Emmanuel Moutier. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so I'm three and one, two and one, whatever. I'm still sticking with my Knicks and five against everybody. That's where I'm at. Yeah, right why there. am I the guy who took the blunt of that? Damn, yeah. he's saying Knicks and five. I just like I just ignored Matt. I just I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm on cloud nine. Here. I don't want to talk about the playoffs and who's gonna beat us. Okay, we're on an eight game win streak. We'll take everybody and anybody in five. That's how I'm feeling right now. I okay. genuinely, no bullshit, feel like they can beat the Celtics in the playoffs. Oh yes, I hundred oh, yeah. percent. Oh yeah. Think they can absolutely? 
I don't even think it's a hot take to say they can beat yeah. the Hawks. So Chip, of course they can beat you, the Hawks. I would ask you to elaborate. But, you know, don't take an hour, but I would ask you to elaborate with some short <laughs> points because I think a lot of what you're saying is going to tie into what I'm saying about the Nets. Do the Celtics have more talent than the Knicks? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, of course. They have Tatum and Brown. Do they have guys that have not played together consistently all year and are also removed from having Gordon Hayward sent to Charlotte with nothing in return? Yes or no? Yes. A lot of what I'm saying about Brooklyn is the same thing you could say about Boston. Boston is a better team. They have more talent. They have guys that haven't had the opportunity to gel. And they just threw Evan Fournier in the mix. Jesus Christ. But, but you also can't just but say Boston. Don't Google that. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Boston doesn't have Kevin Durant, Colin. You. you take the That's point. fine. <laughs> Yeah, you can't say like Boston and Brooklyn. I'm saying it's both, it's hints. It's hints. Brooklyn's it's like hints. And it's it's the framework of the same argument, though, is what I'm saying. And he's saying that the Knicks can beat Boston. I'm saying the Knicks can put two games in against Brooklyn. I'm not saying they can't do that. I would not be yeah. shocked if they did. They so definitely why do you like New York in a matchup with Boston, aside from the fact that they're a complete fucking dumpster fire? That's why. I, <laughs> that's why. And I think that's why I love it. I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. And I think their defense is a joke. I think it's totally just embarrassing the way they play defense. I think they're a total mess. I think this the Tristan is the time Thompson together. signing has not worked out even remotely. No. Well, let me ask you guys this because we're talking a lot about Brooklyn. What do you guys think? Matt, about I'm telling you, if the Knicks play the Nets, it's going to be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you guys think about Philadelphia in all seriousness? Like, I know they're top of the East. But no, something tells me, I don't know if it's just because I've seen Doc Rivers' team choke in the playoffs before. And I'm not, I'm not really comparing them like the Knicks will beat them. I'm not saying that, but I'm just, I, I, I'm not, I, I just can't believe the 76 er team. I know they're good, but it, I, I, I can't help but think Embiid's going to have a back problem at some point in the playoffs. Simmons might have a back problem, and the Doc Rivers team is going to do what a Doc Rivers team has done. Like if we're gonna if we're talking about Brooklyn and talking a little bit about Milwaukee and then you know teams. See, I'd rather play Brooklyn before we played Philly. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about for us or for a yeah. championship? Run? I'm just oh, talking for, in general. What do you guys oh, think about for Philly? us? Like, do I you would think they're legitimate? Play, yeah. I, I don't want to play Embiid. I don't think okay. they. I don't think we match up well with him. Uh, yeah, with us, I can see us. it because we struggle against really big, you know, really good centers. Usually, they have their ways. We get eaten up inside. But something just tell, and I, I guess because we're talking about Brooklyn, I'm kind of, I, I, I hear what Danny's saying all together about this Brooklyn team. If they don't make it to the finals, which Colin, I see what you're saying as well. I don't, I, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, they absolutely should be, but that doesn't mean that they will be. Um, and, and when you look at who can compete with them, you know, I'm just saying in general, what do you guys think of Philly? Like, do you think they're a team that can legitimately make a run here? I, I, I still think they're out. At some point, I don't even know if they make it to the conference finals. I'm just saying. Wow. I just think a Doc Rivers team has shown me that they at some point they implode in the playoffs. He's, I mean, with the Clippers, had some stud teams there, imploded in the playoffs. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen it before. Would I feel a lot um, better about the like, 76ers team if they had Chris Paul? Obviously. But, or uh, Lowry or yeah, James or a Kyle Lowry or a James Harden. Or, you know, Frank Neal Aquino, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, any of the elite players in the league. Embiid is, it's either Jokic or Embiid for the MVP. And I'm not here to open up that discourse. I agree. I, I think when you've got a guy crazy. playing at that level, despite the fact that he had the short term absence, he's come back and he's put together the same yeah. string of play that he had prior to. Uh, they, they are, I mean, 
as much as Julius is our engine and beat is their engine, like they will not be the same team. If it was just Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, they wouldn't be close. Like Simmons, I don't know what is going on with that guy. And I don't know if either of you guys have watched uh, 76 as much this year. I'm to understand that he has not been the same guy he was last year, at least on the offensive end where he's already been limited, you know, for the majority of his career. But uh, I know he's a defensive stud, but at some point, you know, when is he just a glorified Matisse Tybal, right? And it's like, what are we doing here? The guy can't shoot. That's obviously such a a handcuff in itself when you get into a playoff series. Uh, but they did the right thing, and they got some three-point shooters to put around him. But I also don't know how far this core of shooters that they've put, how much you can rely on those guys in these situations if Simmons is having a bad night and Embiid gets into a matchup where he's going to be guarded more than he likes to be or double team for majority of the night. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. like I I want to be in on Philly. I think they're a really good team. They've been playing well all year long. Like you said, Embiid has been a stud. Yeah, I want like part of me wants like wants to say like oh yeah they're they're a finals contender, but the other part of me has that like what right. Matt's voice is saying is like Doc Rivers, you know Doc and Rivers, I like Doc Rivers. Teams tend to struggle in playoff series, and then what Colin's saying, Ben Simmons is you know I I I am personally really high on Ben Simmons. But obviously the concerns are there where can he shoot well enough to or can he shoot at all in a playoff series? Like all that stuff is there. Um, I want I I maybe this is a cop out. I think they, they're going to go to the Eastern Conference finals and then lose to, you know, I, I think it'll be the Nets. But, you know, whoever's whoever's there, um, I wouldn't be shocked about that. Uh, but then again, you know, I mean, we really haven't seen Embiid. I mean, we've seen him take over games in the playoffs, but we haven't seen him where, like, it's like he dominated a series front to back, took it home for Philly. Like, we haven't seen that. Is that coming this year? Because that's one thing. That's, like, the way I see them kind of advancing to the finals and, like, you know, really living up to their potential is if Joel yeah, – and, and there's a reason to trust that it could be this year. But I agree, yeah. yeah. We, we haven't but, seen enough of it. It's to too, be completely confident. Yeah, it's a it's a tough call for sure. And what it's the a, thing is, it's like a coin flip with Tobias Harris too. You just like you literally do not know what you're going to get from that guy, and particularly in a playoff series. Like, I don't. There's there's definitely concerns, but Philadelphia is also. I say it like I say about Utah, right? I don't think Philadelphia is the top team in the East right now, are they? Yeah, they are. I think they have like a half game. They're number one. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I say okay. it the same way I say about. Utah, which is anybody who asks about, you know, the concerns regarding the Jazz, they are where they are for a reason. But it's can they do the same things they're doing now on the next and the big stage when the stakes are higher and there's you're asking more of guys that you didn't ask as much of in the regular season. That definitely comes into play with Philadelphia, who I don't think is a an incredibly deep team by any means. Meaning who? Like Seth Curry and Danny Green and guys like that, or yeah, who's guys about? like that? That's what I'm saying. Who are guys like that? Right, like the well, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, because well, if Seth Curry's off, this guy has he ever played in the playoffs? I don't think so. Right, he was he was with Dallas. Seth Dallas Curry. didn't make the playoffs last year. Seth Curry, yeah, no, Seth Curry's been in the playoffs. A he lot. was with the Blazers, right? Once and Dallas, he, he was really he good. Played last year in the play against uh, Doc Rivers. Yeah, I want to say yeah. Seth played very well. Okay, Seth Curry, very good Curry so you can like trust a, him, maybe. And then Danny like Green's got his Danny Green, but Danny Green's yeah. going to have the series where he shoots twenty nine or thirty one percent, you know, from three, and it's 
Who's going to – is is Tybal going to come out and start knocking down threes consistently? He hasn't done that this year. Simmons isn't going to shoot him. Embiid can make them, but is he going to be in a matchup where he's going to be able to get to those spots on the floor? Corkmoss, they're going to have to depend on to make shots then. I think they were a team that was going to live and die by the buyout market as far as their title hopes goes. I don't think they're – I like them in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they really didn't do anything. To my recollection, as far as adding any any veteran guys, you know, I think yeah. you you touched on it earlier. They they missed the boat when they didn't get Chris Paul, they didn't get Harden, they didn't get Loud, which is surprising because Daryl Morey runs that team. But yeah, they so tried it's surprising. to put him over. I think he tried. He tried to get James Harden, and they didn't want to give him to. They didn't want to give Harden to Philly, mm-hmm. respectively. As I look, I know we kind of already touched on it, but, you know, I I look at, like, Miami, and the Knicks only have, what, a game and a half lead on them. Like like I'm saying, I'm looking at it. it. It's so good to be in fourth place, but the cushion, man, it's, it's not, it's, it's not very much. We're only, again, a half a game ahead of Atlanta, just a game ahead of the Celtics. Only a game and a half ahead of Miami. I would also trust that Atlanta is going to slide a couple games. I don't know. Because they are going to be a playoff team, I don't know how quickly they're going to rush Trey back. They're going to want him back on the floor as soon as possible. But that ankle sprain was no joke. Yeah. They got to they gotta balance, like, how hard do we want to go for that four or five season? Exactly. It's how, how necessary is it, right? The playoffs and have everybody healthy. And right. when you have a guy like Trey, like he's also not a big dude, like he's a small guy, like yeah. you rush him back and, and you put the pressure on him and, you, and he's getting hit and knocked around by bigger guys that, and, and, you know, as soon as he goes down with another ankle sprain, that's it. And you, you can, know, you can, as soon bet, as that, that ankle gives out on him again, that's it. You can bet for sure that the word is going to be out. I mean, not that anyone's going to be trying to hurt him or anything like that, but in a playoff series or like in these games coming down to the wire. Oh, they're going to know which like, ankle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. You want to go to the free throw line a few times, like fine, but you know you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get there. You you're know, gonna have to earn that shit. Bruises, yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it, it's one of these things. But I, it just as we we're talking about the win streak here, and and you know we're right. talking about the different teams, and we're looking at the standings, and, and looking at potential playoff matchups. And the point is, I, I mean, there's still so much still to be determined. Like it's, it's as great as this team's playing right now, which is one of the frustrating parts for me is that they're playing so well, but one bad week can still push them back. Right. Um, you know, I, I still feel obviously better at this point than, you know, as I was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast with that back into the schedule coming up, I, I, I feel like this team will be in the playoffs, but you know, it, it's still, it's still important games coming up. They still are going to have to find a way to stay hot, play well. And, you know, one thing that we haven't really talked about here is what, what's been the key behind this eight, eight game win streak. You know, what, what is it that's been getting the Knicks uh, to the point of uh, playing well? And I think it's a mixture of some things we kind of talked about it, Colin, you're talking about them defensively, uh, you know, in the way they've been able to defend and, and get key stops um, I, the big you know, 15, Chip, the big 15, everybody yeah. knows their role. Everybody's playing their mm-hmm. role. Yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, Chip, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, you know, RJ Barrett has been, 
you know, one of eight shooting in Charlotte and then went berserk in the second half uh, to, you know, help the Knicks kind of push ahead on that third quarter in that game. Um, but, you know, even even little things like I, I think it's getting a little unnoticed because uh, Nick fans were a little upset with the way, you know, Obi Toppin was playing. Right. Like he, he looked lost out there. But even during this win streak, I don't know if you guys see it. I mean, he's contributing in small minutes, but doing more positive things than what he did at the beginning of the, the season. Certainly looks a little bit more confident out there. Uh, Derek Rose has been unbelievable. I, I think, Chip, if it was you, I think you you uh, you tweeted something today. Where would we be without him, right? You know, talking about the impact that he had on, on this team. And I just remember, again, initial reaction to when he was traded was, I want a shooter. I didn't, I didn't understand it at first. And then I seen the first game and then saw how he's going to have an impact with the bench and also be out there when it, you know, instead of having Alfred Payton in a, in a tight game in the fourth quarter, uh, how much that has an impact on some things. And that's not me hating on Payton because I'm actually one that really kind of supports him and, and, and not as hard as a, a lot of other Nick fans are on, on Payton. Colin, I'm curious about that, by the way. What are your thoughts behind Alfred Payton? Are, are you one that just like just can't stand when he's on the floor or uh, do you have a little bit, little patience with them? Cause I have a little bit of patience. I compared him to the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NBA. There's some good, there's really bad, you know, but when he's good, I can kind of live with it, you know? And, and I think he gives something, you know, more so than what other guys think. I, I I'm just curious. Are you, are, are you somebody that hates Alfred? You're cringing right now. It's making me a little, it's making me a little nervous here. I just really hope. Man, for you guys' sake, if this was the one day where Ryan Fitzpatrick decided he was going to listen to the Nick State of Mind podcast, <laughs> he was going to give you guys one shot, and then he was going to endorse you guys as his New York Knicks go-to podcast. And for him to hear this, that hey, would be soul-crushing. It's so true, though. I mean, one game, Fitz throws 300 yards, five touchdowns, and next week he throws five interceptions in the first I half. don't know if Elford Payton has ever had a game equivalent to NBA level of 300 <laughs> yards and five touchdowns. That Milwaukee game was nice way back in like the third game of the he year. He scored 27, not 45. It was nice. It was nice, though. Here are my comments about Alfred Payton. <laughs> the New York Knicks are 33 and 27. They're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, and they are going to the NBA playoffs. Very well those, those are all the comments I have about Alfred Payton. <laughs> Colin doesn't want to talk about Alfred Payton anymore. He's had it. Right. I'm not saying so we build a statue of him, but he doesn't make me sick to my stomach. That's all I'm saying. All the time. I think Alfred Payton, he does some good things. Like I'm I'm not one of these people who's going on Twitter like oh God, it's under the moon. But like he does some nice things. Like he'll have a nice drive, like he'll have a nice dish to Noel. He'll get a rebound, you know, he'll do a couple nice things. And then he'll just have like three plays in a row where he just like looks off RJ Barrett where you he's scratch your head. And, gets right. backdoored and then you know it just he uh, he's a frustrating frustrating watch sometimes yes. um and i know i understand kind of like the logic behind why tibbs trusts him because you know, he's just kind of like a steady hand a little bit can d up a little bit you know i mean i think i, I if i was a head coach i wouldn't be starting him but i like i'm just trying to play devil's advocate here um but i think once the playoffs start we're going to start seeing a lot more d rose and quickly um, man in the point and maybe Elf yeah. will be starting, but he won't be really in crunch time or big minutes like that. I don't think. 
Yeah. And I, and I think that's better for him. I think the, mm-hmm. the, and what I was bringing the point is, is we were talking about Derek Rose and, and, and talking a little bit about, uh, you know, Chip, your, your tweet behind it. I think that's the best part of it is we got somebody that, you know, I think Peyton is productive, but in a certain amount of minutes, right? Like when you have him playing 28, 30 minutes, that's when you're going to get real sick and tired of seeing his face. He's not, he's not a 28, 30 minute guy, but if you get him out there, 18, 20 minutes, you're going to have some production at it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, just to point out though, Chip, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it because you, you tweeted it out talking about Rose, talk about the impact that he's had, not just from him playing well, but really for these younger players, you know, that, that always are praising him and talking about uh, the type of teammate he is, you know, Toppin has been somebody that's talked about how he's, he's mentoring him. He's constantly talking to him. He'll tell him when he's doing something good, but more importantly, he's telling him, Hey, you're, you're screwing this up and how to fix it type thing. Talk about the impact that Rose has had for this team. Yeah. He's been huge for the second unit. I mean, the, the bench looked completely different before he got there. Obviously it was missing a spark and he added it there and, Look, like I when I tweeted that out, I was like, I was completely wrong about Derek Rose. I was hoping that we weren't going to get the player we had before. And I don't know, whatever it is him and Tibbs have, it's just he's a different guy when Tibbs is coaching him. And he's a totally different player than he was his first go around now that Tibbs is there. And he's not <laughs> trying to force anything. He's just letting the game come to him and he's making smart plays and he's playing – you know, the biggest worry that everyone had about it was, oh, is he going to take time away from Manuel quickly? And his best moments have come when he's on the floor with quickly. And he's with, uh, sometimes with Obi Toppin. Some of Toppin's best plays have come with Rose. But yeah, he's playing really well with the young guys. And those guys all grew up loving Derrick Rose and idolizing Derrick Rose. It has to be an amazing experience playing with Derrick Rose. So it's huge for them, I would think. And yeah, it's just in the locker room. Obviously, he's got to be great for them and just pushing whatever Tibbs wants him to push, you would think. And obviously, Taj Gibson similarly. But, I mean, he's been just beyond any sort of expectations you could have had for Taj Gibson. Yeah. He's completely exceeded them. Like, yeah. he's been so good. And, yeah, t- so Tibbs's guys have been huge. And just to... Sorry to cut you off, Chip. I just want no, to go ahead. piggyback off your point. How many, you know, and this was like a big talking point when the Knicks were rumored to hire Tibbs was, oh, he's going to drive all the players in the ground. He ruined Derrick Rose's career. He destroyed Derrick Rose. And it's like, who's the biggest advocate in the world for yeah. Tom Thibodeau? It's Derrick Rose. But meanwhile, everyone thinks they know better. Like, oh, he's terrible. Oh, he's going to run everyone in the ground, which like Derrick Rose would take a bullet for the guy. I mean, I think that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Luol Deng, too. He loves him. And Luol Deng, what, he lead the league in minutes like three years in a row or something like that? Something crazy like that. Yeah. So, with this stretch of games coming up, I mentioned we we play Saturday against Toronto. How long does this win streak continue? What do you you guys think? Uh, You know, you see it continuing against uh, the Raptors. I think it I, ends against, I, ends against I, the Suns. I would like us to play better. It ends Two? against the Suns, I think. 
The Suns? Okay, so Suns, you, you Suns say we, we beat the we beat the Raptors, and I hope so because I think so. I, I think they'll beat the Raptors. The Raptors yeah. are in like half tank, half play hard, mode. right? Yeah, but they're still in that chance. They're only what a half spot out, a half a game out from uh, that that final yeah. play in spot. Yeah, they're they're a desperate team. That could be a dangerous thing for you know a, a team that's fighting for their playoffs life, their chances, their opportunity. That's why I'm a little nervous. But, coming but they also, they also I, I just think that the Knicks have won the games that they're supposed to win, and that's why they won eight straight. Saturday is a game they're supposed to win. They're going to win it. They'll get nine straight. If they beat the Suns miraculously, it'll be a feel-good win, but they'll lose the next game. They won't make it past 12. I, I, I think Nick fans might be – and I'm always a nervous, I admit, I'm always a, a nervous Nick fan. Um, you know, so I, I go into every game wanting it in the worst way to win. But, you know, I, I think it's a, obviously it's a winnable game. It, it absolutely is a winnable game. It's just, as you, you said, Colin, you know, they have been winning games that they're supposed to. But, you know, I'm not as confident on Saturday. I, but just it, my gut feeling is saying they might drop one here. I, I know out of the next three games or so I would be thrilled if they go two out of three with those I think that would be you know really solid but um yeah I, I don't see us beating the Suns um I would love to be competitive in that game you know and just show another contender you know just how tough the Knicks could be and I think the Knicks are going to be up for that game and I think they they're going to kind of like you know when we played the Clippers and you know, the 76ers this year, and even Brooklyn. I mean, we've fallen behind in those games, but you can see that there's never a, a moment where this team rolls over and dies. I think they're going to compete and fight like hell against the Suns, and I think they'll give them a number, but I just think in the end the Suns probably probably take that from us. If you had to ask me, though, about the Raptors, I, I'm not as con- – I, I think they obviously have a chance to win the game, obviously. Wouldn't surprise me to see them win the game, but it wouldn't – wouldn't surprise me to see that's when the losing streak ends as well. Uh, so hopefully that's not the case. We get to nine, nine in a row, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see type thing. So I have it. I guess I, so I'm not beating around the bush here. I'm going to, I'm going to mark the win against the Raptors. So I do think we get to nine. Uh, is the Suns after the Raptors? Mm-hmm. Is that the Sunday game? Yeah. Then yeah. I think, I think at nine in a row, it ends to, to answer the question, but uh, Chip, what, what that one's on Monday. On Monday, okay. So you guys all think they're going to lose to the Suns? Yes. Danny, you do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's your boy, Chris Paul. It's in Phoenix, yeah. right? No, it's at yeah. home. Ah, it's it's boring if I say the same thing as, as I may you take guys. the spread for the Knicks, but I don't think they're going to win it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take I the spread think there, There's a certain point where, like, you know, you just exhaustion almost, you know, like, well, that's why if they do pull it out and it's not going to be easy, I don't think that they'll make it out of the next game. Well, they get the next game is against the the bulls, your bulls, Colin. Yeah. My bulls. (laughs) Um, yeah. The the win streak doesn't make it past next week. That's, that's my only opinion. I'm ready. I think they get the Raptors. it's, It's just all about, and I said this when I was talking to Schmelk the other day, it is literally just about how quickly they can rebound when they come off that first game mm-hmm. off the win streak. And that'll determine everything. Yeah. If they lose on, if they lose on Monday against the Suns, and then they lose against the bulls or if they win against the bulls, like that kind of situation could 
you know, end up being a, a big deal and, and, and playing a role in their, you know, playoffs. That Bulls loss would be, that Bulls loss, loss would be, be disappointing. And it would be very Chicago Right before going on that road trip. Yeah. It would suck. Yeah. So I mean, we'll let me, let me say this to wrap it up here. Cause I, I, I've been thinking about this since you guys debated it. It got a little heated talking about Brooklyn and the Knicks and the playoffs and what would happen. I have the, the final decision here. What will, what, what's the real difference? Danny, you talk about them having James Harden. They have Kevin Durant and they have Kyrie Irvin, but you're missing the most important person. Do the Brooklyn Nets have Theo Pinson? I think not. Nixon five. I'm out. I don't have anything else to say. I think I just dropped all the logically. I'm pretty sure I lost all basketball credibility, but you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. We're winning. Brooklyn can't touch us. Knicks in five. Knicks, I'm out. Knicks fans went from calling Theo Pinson a, a Brooklynette to he's the he's the greatest bench player in the history. He really is. I love that guy. He just cracks me up. I just love him. Like, I mean, that's the best hype man in the world. It really, he really is. Nick, I mean, Knicks fans have incredible. become Nets fans from two seasons ago. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Theo Pinson's a nice guy. I I just I get a kick out of him on the bench. I really do. He's 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 just the best hype man. You see all the players kind of talking about what he doesn't ever touch the floor, but just how important he is. Just to fire everybody up, pick them up, and all that. I love it. It's 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 amazing stuff. But of course, I'm just kidding. Somewhat. Nixon five. <laughs> Anyone well, else have I... any closing thoughts after that? <laughs> I don't think I can top Nixon five over three Hall of Famers. No, <laughs> because of Theo Pinson. Because of Theo Pinson. Get it right. Get it right. Because of Theo Pinson's dance. I'm almost <laughs> embarrassed that I didn't think of that already. Exactly. <laughs> You're me welcome. and Danny wouldn't even had to like have yeah, the conversation. Yeah, I would have mopped the floor. It would have just been over. It would have just been over right there. It's what I'm here for. I literally yeah. sat on this for the last 30 minutes thinking like, huh. Has he, does he have a point this year, Theo Pinson? I don't know. I wonder. He definitely he's has. definitely scored. Know. He's yeah. definitely, he's played in a few states. He's played probably 30 points. I mean, he's probably scored about 30 points, I'd anticipate. Maybe. It, it, that guy two gets points. into the game he before. His guarded crowd's going crazy. He has two points. He has two points. In 31 minutes played. The oh, X wow. factor. He's okay. one for nine from the floor and zero for eight from three. He's he, got to start hitting him at some the point. X factor. The cold streak has <laughs> to end. And just keep he's shooting. He's just going keep to keep shooting. The Durant killer. He's going to come into the game. I mean, he knows that Nets team better than anybody. That would be has anybody hilarious that? if Thank Tibbs him. put him in against the Nets. Yep, he's the. I need eleven points or something. I need eleven points in Game Three from Theo Pinson. <laughs> Dinwiddie might be coming back from injury. No, he's, he's got that. nothing on Theo Pinson. That's it. That that that's it. That's Danny, what's the word? What are your what are your people telling you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about Dinwiddie. Um, I know when he first went down, there was kind of some thought about that, but I also not sure where he is at because he can opt out and you know go get paid this summer and stuff like that. Um, I'd love to. Well, see yeah, does he what does he want to do with Demarcus Cousins? And does he does he want to go out there thinking that he can win a ring? And he's not wrong to think that, right? But then he gets hurt, and that's you know that's the thing. I mean, game six always, of the Eastern Conference Finals, and then now he's back to square one. He can always come back to the Nets, you know, just pick up his option. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a player option, but he can just do that and stick where he's at. But I think before his injury, a lot of people were thinking he was going to get you know a big another decent sized uh, 
decent sized deal. So yeah. I'm not quite sure where his head is at. I'd be so much more yeah. interested in whether or not, you know, where Mitch is at in his recovery. That's another thing. Although, and not, we can, we don't have to go too deep into it, but the Knicks centers, we've talked about it. Noel and Taj can't say right. about them. Yeah, but Mitch would be, Mitch would just be a game changer. Agreed. Agreed. I can't remember what the timeline was. It was it lined up pretty closely with playoffs, but I think it, it was more of like a second round thing mm-hmm. for a certainty. Because yeah, if Mitch is healthy, he, he'll play, obviously. But even when he clears it, you're gonna think he's gonna need the time to get back in shape. I mean I really I, don't. I'm sure he's doing some you know, but Mitch has never really looked rusty when coming back from an injury, at least not this season and maybe not even the season before. I mean he took a whole college season off. Play yeah. just fine, you know. So we'll see. But anybody closing thoughts before I wrap it up? Everybody said their piece. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Theo Pinson helps the Knicks win in five. You heard it from Matt Castillo first here on the Knicks State of Mind podcast. So you're welcome. But that's it. That's all the time we have. We'll wrap it up. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Thanks for listening.